You're listening to the Mike Signorelli Podcast. Yo, coming at you live right now. Well, I guess it's not live if you're listening to a podcast. I'm in my car. I'm driving. I'm testing a new mic. It's uh, the Rode mic that I've got mounted for my new vlog season. So I'm wondering if you guys are with it. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if you guys know, but I've got a vlog and it went through like, I, I think I got about 39, 40 something episodes before I decided to um, not use my time that way, which probably was, I don't know if it was a mistake, <laughs> but it just, so we're gonna talk a little bit about legacy today. And if you're thinking about like what your legacy is, legacy is akin to the word brand. So brand is not what you think you are. Brand is what other people think you are. And a lot of times we associate brands with uh, corporations, you know, like the Starbucks down the street, but we don't realize that our lives have a brand. So when I moved out to New York, I mean, I, I live in New York City, I live in the borough of Queens, and then I actually um, do this kind of reverse commute out to Long Island to plant a church. Uh, I planted it. Actually, we went from 18 people to 300 in the last year. We just hit our one year uh, birthday, which was really cool last Sunday. But I was kind of looking for strategies, trying to be, you know, now granted, we're gonna talk about leadership stuff, but it's always gonna come through the lens of being Holy Spirit led. And for me, it was just this idea of um, if I can show people who I am, what my family's all about, and kind of demystify it, break down that wall, then, you know, my brand could be, you know, lifestyle Christianity. This isn't like he's not just coming here to launch a church. And, and let me tell you why this is even a conversation first we have barriers to break. I don't know where you're listening from in the world, but in order to accomplish whatever you have in your life to accomplish, there are barriers that you have to break. Now, the barriers that I have in the Northeast here is just a large amount of skepticism. Uh, you know, 98% of people in the region where we, are, where we launched a V1 church are not churched, which means they're Catholic, they're Jewish, they're nuns it's called, which means they don't believe in anything. And we've just really had to like be very strategic about how we address skepticism because people will say, well, you know, I've been here, I planted my flag, this place is a crazy hard region to, to live, let alone do a church. Like you're just coming here to make money off of us. You're, you're all about you, that kind of perception. And this is for your definitions if you're taking notes right now, but perception is the invisible conversation. It's that simple. And there is an invisible conversation happening around you all the time. Like for example, I've got a track jacket on right now. I've got clear glasses on. I've got a beard. I'm wearing an Apple watch and uh, my jeans are on the skinny side. So before I even open my mouth, there is an invisible conversation uh, it's called a subtext, and people are dialoguing with me before I ever open my mouth, and that matters, you know? Um, I think it's helped me, and it's hurt me in different ways, and I think that you've gotta ask yourself, like, what is my brand? So if you're listening to this to grow in your personal leadership, um, listen, if you're listening to grow in your relationship with Christ, just know everything matters. They even cast lots for, in other words, they gambled for who gets Jesus' clothes uh, during 
during his crucifixion. Uh, so it just says that Jesus in some way may have cared about that subtext, how he was being perceived in the invisible conversation. So anyways, we're talking about brand and brand is important because if you want to be successful, you have, you have to guard the consistency of your brand. So in other words, like, let me give, you, give it to you like this. If you go down to the Bowery, if you go to the Lower East Side, Chinatown, Little Italy, you know, in Manhattan, you're going to see a whole bunch of fake just merchandise being stole, sold, stole probably too, sold on the streets. And, you know... I don't know. There's a lot. There's a market for that because people are like, you know, I really don't care that much about Louis Vuitton. I'm just, I'm down for, you know, the the knockoff thing. Like if if you think it's Louis, it's Louis. You know, like I don't care. Well, the the way that the you know people who are experts in textiles can tell the difference between a real Louis and the Louis that's in the Lower East Side of Manhattan that they're selling on the street. The, the way they can tell the difference is the inconsistencies. So, and that's, that's brand. They say Louis always stitches it this way. Their logo always faces this way. They always use this gradient. They always use this color. And because, you know, they, because they're that consistent, it, it gives them a benchmark and it's in the inconsistencies. They say that's a fake. So in your life, it's actually going to be the inconsistencies of your brand, your personal brand where people say, uh, you know, like for example, this would be a funny thing to do if you're married or dating somebody, you can assess your own brand. Like just say, we're, we're going to do like 21 questions. I'm going I'm to run some statements and questions by you. And I want you to just give me your, your knee-jerk response. So you start with number one, I love the mornings. If they start laughing, then you're not a morning person, okay? You've made, now, you may have woken up early a couple of times in the morning, but that doesn't make you a morning person. That's brand. Now, if you... If you know, you get where I'm going with this. So I want you to think about who and what you consistently are. That's what you really are. That's your brand. So for me coming out here, I knew who I was, but I thought to myself, I've got to show this to people because the skepticism is so high. So the vlog became like a conduit for me to build brand like locally. So more so than me sharing like church videos or whatever else, I was just sharing um, my side note. It's 9.04 a.m. and I am stuck in traffic. I, Speaking of being a morning person, I have this schedule where I wake up incredibly early and like beat everyone to the road. There's 10 million people out here. So you have to wake up like four hours ahead of them to beat them all to the road and it works. Um, this morning I got, you know, I just a little caught up in hanging with my wife and I didn't do it and now I'm caught in the dreaded traffic, but whatever, we'll, 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 uh, podcast. That's how we'll, we'll get away with, you know, wasting time on the road. Um, but anyways, your brand is who you consistently are. And I think for me, the vlog was a way to break skepticism. So people would say like, you know, that phenomenon of he's showing me his entire life. So therefore, um, I feel like I already know him. It's kind of like that when you've watched every movie of, you know, Brad Pitt and then you see him in public, it's like, he's not completely unfamiliar to you. You feel like, you know, him on some level, you know, he doesn't know you. And it's a little absurd for him to even be like, you know, uh, talking to you, but it's kind of like, I, th I, and we had that phenomenon happen. And now granted, I do not have six pack abs like Brad Pitt and I'm not nearly as cool as him, but just showing people my family's life. Um, basically the 
six and a half other days of the week than church, we had people who would come and visit and say, I saw the vlog, which is a very like 21st century thing. And then the other thing is we deal with like the constraint, you know, the, the constraints of time and space out here. So you don't have a ton of time because people are grinding. It's like very normal to work 12 hours a day in New York, New York City. And we also have space limitations because everyone and their mother, it, you're in competition with, with millions of people for space. So the thought was, if I, but everyone has a screen in their hand by their phone. So if I can get my brand and what God's calling me to do specifically into their hand, then um, that's, that, that's how I break through the constraints of time and space. So it's a very like new school 21st century thing. So if you're listening to this podcast, wondering like, how you grow, you must become the type of person that thinks differently. And it sounds like a cliche, but very few people do that. And what I mean by that is like, we've been, we debuted a live stream within the first year of existence of our church. And were we ready for it? Not really, but how do you define that? And we were like, does our stage look awesome yet? It looks aight, you know, does, uh, is the sound and everything perfect? It's, it's good enough, but we're gonna get it up off the ground because we've got constraints here. And if we don't build a digital community, we're not building a community anymore. So anyways, that's kind of been like this journey that I've been on um, but now here we are we hit the one year and I was like you know what are some barriers that I had to vlogging last time like just for those of you who go back on YouTube and watch it um, if you just search Mike Signorelli you'll find it I think the that's actually the channel Mike Signorelli and you can you can see like I learned how to edit on uh, Final Cut taught myself and you know my pastor always says let I don't know lead you to I'll find out and that's just a journey that I went on and I got some pointers from different people along the way and it's really about removing barriers and so I, I'm actually later today I'm, I'm gonna meet with a pastor just a local guy is a young guy and he's seen everything going on at V1 and he's like man would you mentor me would you talk to me hang with me and um, I just you know the number one barrier to leadership is ourselves and I see this all the time. We tell ourselves why we can't do something. We tell ourselves why it's possible for someone else, not us. I'm a huge Steve Jobs fan. Steve Jobs said something that just blew my mind one time. Like He had this fundamental understanding that if someone else went to the moon, why can't he? You know, if someone else broke through the barrier and they're no more or less intelligent than him you know just an average intelligence person why can't i and i think that the the real reason is we're self-limiting beliefs and we hear that we hear it over and over and over again but um it let me this is kind of an analogy that i've been rocking with recently um <laughs> I, I so i had this lower back injury when i was a teenager and it was like a terrible, terrible event. I have an, I had an abusive stepfather. We got into a fight, whatever, and I injured my lower back. I had basically um, kind of like a, a herniated disc kind of scenario. Well, here I am, you know, a decade and a half or more later, and my back is just still giving my lower back. I'm probably like you or millions of other people in America that experience this every day. Well. I was kind of like trying to figure out what do I do about this and over the years I've I've tried it all. I've lost weight, worked out, stretched, whatever and did it on my own. Matter of fact, when I went to the doctor as a teenager, they just gave me Vicodin and gave me a few stretches to do and that was it, which 
if you know me, you know I don't take anything. I'm, I'm weird like that. So I've kind of just been like persisting through the pain for all these years. Well, what does this have to do with you? Um, recently, I got... Um, I went in just to do a routine checkup. It was like, hey, you know, the, the, the church hit the one-year mark. We've been hugely successful by anyone's metrics. Like, this is a good time for me to switch gears and start taking care of myself because um, I was in such a, like, a, a hard grind mode. Well, anyways, I, I go and uh, to the doctor and I get some results back. And in and the general practice, doctor's like, wow, your back just seems pretty bad. So we're going to send you to a specialist. And then the specialist said, wow, your back's pretty bad. But after taking some x-rays or whatever, they're like, you know what? It's going to take a lot of work, but we think that we can get this vertebrae back in line and get your whole you know, lumbar system functioning again. Well, that started a journey of physical therapy. And I'll tell you what, and I was dying the other day. It was probably my fourth session, third or fourth session. And I, what really hit me <laughs> was, so this guy's grabbing my leg and just literally ripping it. It feels like he's just ripping it off of my the rest of my body, like a Ken doll, like a you take a Barbie and you just rip the leg out. That's what it felt like he was doing. And I kept getting imagery of like blood sport. I don't know if we have any Jean-Claude Van Damme fans, you know, when he's doing those splits and you can hear like they kind of overdub the sounds of like his ligaments ripping as he's and he's writhing in pain as he's like going to the next level. Well, that's pretty much what it felt like. And I'll tell you what, I, I have a pretty decent pain threshold. I've covered in tattoos whatever but man what this dude did to my legs was so extreme to me it, it's i felt i felt my body actually wincing and revolting against it so like my kneecaps would start buckling in the opposite direction and i was fi physically fighting it and as it was going i just got this epiphany as someone who trains leaders for a living this is what i'm doing to people mentally and emotionally all day long like I'm a physical therapist for their leadership level and I am inflicting pain on them. It's just for me, I understand the pain of growth and leadership and I've acclimated to where like I'm doing the proverbial splits and not feeling it anymore. But if you're like hearing these messages of, you know, break past your own limitations, well, that's a lot like saying my limitations are like my fingers don't want to touch my toes. That's a physical limitation for me. And when they lock down on my back and start ripping everything out of joint, I feel wow, like that, this is what it feels like to go to the next level uh, for people mentally and emotionally when I'm working with them. So the things that I, I'm telling you is a lot of pastors, this is like kind of in the realm of the organizational leadership for churches. A lot of pastors say they want large, vibrant, healthy communities, the healthy churches, but their actions don't line up. So I said I want a healthy back. I did some some stretching. I did some uh, eating right and working out. But honestly, in three or four sessions of what they did to me, there was no comparison. Because I was like, I simply was not going to shred myself up the way that they've shredded me up. So that's kind of like for you if you're listening to this and you're like how do i get to the next level in life you might need somebody to grab your leg and just rip it past your head <laughs> in this in the emotional and spiritual realm you might need somebody to lock onto you and say i'm going to help grow you for me that was dave gargano at road to life church in chesterton he really like pushed me uh vanessa gargano his wife as well they they co-pastor uh road to life church and they really did that for me and um but then the the beautiful 
beautiful thing is once you get caught into a cycle of doing the right thing, you it becomes a vortex upward and you get caught in that cycle where you want to press for the next levels. And I actually found myself going home and stretching on the, the off days and having Julie like, you know, push down on different parts of my body to like get me to stretch more because I was now getting caught in a cycle of health and wholeness. So you've got to break that cycle of uh, dysfunction, that cycle of laziness, that cycle of uh, really like the self-deprecating, feel sorry for yourself type of thing. And you're either going to break it like, like just get, I mean, so frustrated that you're like, I'm going to look up these sciatic nerve stretches and just go for it. Or you're going to just, find somebody um, who can help you do that you know and, and take you through those those layers so for me the vlog it was kind of one of those things where I know it's the right thing to do you know we kind of live in this era like I'm podcasting right now Gary Vanderchuk talks about voice being the future but a lot of times we know the right thing to do um, but we don't do it enough and and I saw this and it was just like crystal clear to me uh, I'm from Indiana. We cut, we chop down trees. It's like a very normal phenomenon. You can't do that too much in New York City. But when you chop a tree down, ideally you want a sharp axe. But if if you have like a nominal axe at best, regardless, you have to strike in the same spot repeatedly. And it's as you strike in that same spot repeatedly that you begin to make your divot, you begin to carve out that portion of the tree to the point where it eventually falls down. And even though that tree may be significantly bigger than you, striking it repeatedly in the same place is like a strategy. And I think for me, what I'm seeing is like, whether it's V1 Church, the brand of V1 Church, the, the brand of Mike Signorelli and my family, uh, and, and what we represent, who we are, and how that points back to Jesus, I have to strike repeatedly. It's not enough to do one Instagram post a week. It's not enough to do one vlog, you know, in the last six months. I've got to repeatedly just strike. And I, and I think what happened was I, I hit this... Uh, 40 day mark somewhere around there and it was just like man this is crazy like I don't know how to run a DSLR and I'm running a DSLR all over God's green planet with me and you know I don't really know how to edit but I'm in final cut like every single night until 2 and 3 a.m. but what happens is you know, you start to separate yourself from the pack when you can strike repeatedly in the same place because you're almost, and this is like the strategy, you're almost banking on them quitting. And I know that sounds like, not, in the church realm, this is not true. Like we need all hands on deck, right? Like we need more churches, more pastors, more ministry. But in the business realm, or when you talk about like personal brand, when you talk about uh, trying to like cut through the noise, so to speak, how do you cut through the noise? You just outlast it. Because while they're all sleeping, you've still got content coming out. And I think for me, something I've been wrestling with is I look at these strategies to, to grow different platforms and to cut through the noise. And it's like, okay, I understand that like nine 99% of other pastors will not do what I'm doing, but that's actually how I'm going to cut through the noise. And the reason why I'm even sharing this with you is because if you are the type of person who needs this information, then I need you to get loud online. I need you, you know, but, but it's just one of those things that 
consistency is a hallmark it's a legacy and if you're not building legacy you're not building anything and for me this matters like uh, you know when I was doing the blood work and everything for this general checkup they came back and said you have like an arrhythmia in your heart you have like a it's skipping beats which could be stress it could be more we'll go on that journey and find out but it was one of those things that kind of made me aware that like man as I'm coming into midlife now um, you don't just by de default last forever and I started thinking about what's the brand of my family what's the what's the legacy and you know maybe you're listening right now and you have this multi-generational legacy you have a multi-generational uh, brand so to speak like like you know what it means to be a Smith you know what it means to be uh, an Owens you know what it means to be a Kennedy right these some of these names like you know you hear Kennedy that, that's that conjures up legacy it's like oh wow there's something connected to that well what does it mean to be a Signorelli a Signorelli what does it mean um, I mean, really, it was synonymous with either nothing at all, nationally and internationally, or locally, it was synonymous with uh, some really bad things just because of the choices that my dad had made. So right now, I'm talking, this is the legacy, man, and, and I want Bella, it's because I think legacy, this is the wisdom key, you could write this one down too, legacy becomes the framework by which growth happens. So like when you say Kennedy, there that that is almost a synonym for leadership. I mean it's in the political realm because the someone with that name took the highest position. So when you're thinking about like your name, you should be thinking about personal legacy. Now, kind of like the caveat to all of this is all ambition is evil. And that's a very controversial thing, but the kingdom of heaven, what it means to be a Christian, it's a countercultural existence. So when you say a statement like all ambition is evil, why? Why? Because the Bible says that you will not actually find your life until you are be, are willing to lose it, until you give it up. And, and so to be crucified with Christ, then you find your own life. So really the goal isn't like, who is Mike Signorelli? Let me invent myself. It's actually who is Mike Signorelli? Let me lose myself. Let me lose myself in the service of others. Let me lose myself in the service of my wife and my kids and my church. And as I lose myself in trying to help others realize and reach their full potential, I then will find my true self and fulfill my true potential. So, I want to like establish that baseline so because you know really and and reciprocation is the law of the universe if you're listening and you don't know what reciprocation means it means that the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller and so reciprocation means the more you give the more you get which is why I'm giving away information on this podcast for free because I'm hungry to learn and that's how you meet your own needs and that's the universal principle the universe is engineered this way uh, Steve Jobs wanted to kind of create a computer interface that was usable by non-computer nerds so he was like in order to do that they your average person doesn't know code and your average person 
isn't really good with a keyboard at that particular time. So, so to, to serve them, to serve people who are not like him, because he was a tech nerd, he was a computer nerd, he actually created a platform that was image-based. It had a monitor so you can view pictures that were being displayed on a screen. And then he also had uh, a mouse so that you could click around and you didn't have to physically type in any commands or anything. And so in his search to serve others, and more specifically in his search to serve people who were not like him, he became a legend. And so if you're trying to serve yourself and become a legend, it's never gonna happen. But if you will actually serve other people on that losing yourself, Jesus understood this, he was crucified, Martin Luther King understood that, you know, and, and I said it Sunday in the V1 Church podcast, which if you wanna hear me preach, where I scream, and throw down unadulterated Christian stuff. You can listen to the V1 Church podcast. If you go type in V1 Church into any platform, to be honest, it's, it's everywhere. Um, you can do that. But I was just talking, if you're two steps ahead of people, you're their leader. But if you're 10 steps ahead of people, you're their martyr. But how do you get 10 steps ahead of people? Um, sometimes you can serve so radically that it begins to make global impact and then you start getting on people's radar we're like man that's not a random act of kindness anymore that's a generous act of world changing and i think that when you start actually conjuring up like whoa how am i going to break this next level if you're not including um not just random acts of kindness but like just radical acts of generosity you will you're not you're not ever going to break into that next stratosphere and now i'm i'm kind of like narrating my life for you because this is something that i'm doing like for example i moved my entire family across country it was the scariest thing i've ever done in my life and packed everything up, left the comfort and security of a job where I was very well respected. I was leading a large staff by any church's standards uh, of interns and whatever, and it was like I was really in a prestigious position. I didn't have any of the weekly responsibilities of like preaching or platform ministry, but I was behind the scenes. So it would it would be it, it would be like a, a really foolish thing to just leave that without knowing that God has called you to do it. Well, anyways, I cashed in. That's a radical act of generosity because I was saying I'm going to serve these 18 people who have signed up to launch V1 Church in New York with my life. Like I'm literally going to move across country. Well, as I made that decision to, to do that, um, all of a sudden it was reciprocated in such a way that within the first year of us planting the church grew expansively and then they bought us a car that we could not have afforded on our own and so the world of the generous gets larger and larger and larger like I came with one car and now I have two cars but what came first I would argue that it was an extreme radical act of generosity on my part first so we're talking let me kind of like wrap this all up for you because we're about at third, we're coming at the 26 minute mark. Um, we're talking about brand, personal brand today. We're talking about your personal, um, you know, what you're projecting to the world with consistency. That'd be another way of rewording brand. Like, brand is what you do and what you project to the world consistently. And that's tied closely to perception. And perception isn't what you think about you exclusively, it's what others think about you while you're, th what, while what you think about you manifests. 
So it's 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 something to think about. And then ultimately, brand, the consistency of your life produces brand. And then the consistency of your brand can produces legacy. Man, there's some good notes from this one, y'all. That was good. I'm just going to tell tweet that. Tag me. Actually, if you go on uh, Instagram or Twitter and you type in Mike Signorelli, S-I-G-N-O-R-E-L-L-I, and then an underscore, you'll find me. And you can uh, tweet at me, quote me, whatever. If this helps you in any way, leave a message. Like, seriously, DM me, message me, email me, uh, mike at signorelli.tv. If you want to be on a podcast, let's say you want to be featured, let's say you've got a YouTube channel, a blog, vlog, uh, you're an Instagram influencer and like whatever, you want to be featured, you want to talk, I'm actually looking for people now uh, to be featured on the the podcast as well as uh, my personal Instagram to kind of do these sessions out loud. so if, if you were thinking, metacognition, thinking about thinking, and you were like, man, I've got an idea. I wish he would have said this or this got me fired up. You might be a prime candidate for an interview. Um, so let me know, man, who's who's out there listening. Share this, you know, on, on whatever platform that you have, um, you know, because it's just an opportunity for us to learn together, grow together. I'm still stuck in traffic, but this is probably a really appropriate time for me to pray <laughs> before my nerves go crazy. But anyways, I will hit you guys up until we meet again via voice. I'll talk to you. Peace. Thanks again for joining us for the Mike Signorelli podcast. If you enjoy learning from Mike on this podcast, you can help get the word out by subscribing, rating and reviewing it on iTunes and sharing it on social media with your friends. Until next time, thanks for joining us for the Mike Signorelli podcast.